Good afternoon, good morning, depending on where you're joining from today. My name is Jason Brand. I'm the Director of Outreach and Partner Development here at Supply Chain Solutions. Now, before I start coughing, I want to just get it out there. I'm a little bit sick today. You're going to be seeing me drinking a lot of water. Um, I thought I was the only one. I was like, why does this keep happening? Talked to a couple um, associates and uh, yeah, the post uh, Thanksgiving bug seems to be going around. But anyways, if you're new to our show, thank you so much for joining us today. And if you are a returning viewer, get ready for some changes. So our goal with this show going forward are just some fast and furious takeaways for you and your team. We want you to be able to digest them quickly and easily and just be able to make any one of the shows, whether that is watching it during our live sessions, which are right now, or we also have a podcast that's out on multiple streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts and also on Spotify. So you can listen to it on your commute. But our goal is quick nuggets, good takeaways, things you and your teams can talk about, and you can just learn a little bit more about our industry and what your logistics provider or logistics provider is talking about on a weekly basis. So our goal is to get all this info out there within 15 minutes or less. And, you know, we've been working on this goal. And on our last show, we hit a record low time of 26 minutes. So we got a lot of work to do here. Um, and so without further delay, Let's put this show in gear and get started. Uh, so myself and my co-host, just a quick note on who we are. Me and Anthony both represent Supply Chain Solutions. We are a West Michigan-based logistics provider that now has offices across the world. We've got associates full-time on the ground in Asia, as well as offices in Mexico, Central America, and across the U.S. It's our goal to be a truly one-stop shop for your business's logistics needs. And that means that we've got every link in the chain not only covered, but specifically engineered around each of our clients. So whether that means you're having some inventory challenges or you're just looking to make global shipping challenges a thing of the past, it's our teams that design the solutions around your company's unique needs to make sure you're getting the best possible solution that's going to evolve with you, your company, and your customers. So give us a call. We've got a lot of cool things in the work and some implementations that have been happening just this quarter, um, changes to our platform and more. So really exciting things, a lot new, a lot of new technology, a really great portal for our customers now to be um, involved with exactly what we're doing. So make sure to reach out to us and learn a little bit more. Now, today's show, we have got our infamous freight market roundup. And uh, just for a quick tidbit about it, it is a snapshot of the market as a whole, along with some of the current events that are affecting our customers and on the world's largest shipping lanes. What is going on? So to get started, let's dive right in. Trans-Pacific, let's talk about the ocean shipment specifically. And we're looking right now, when talking about the Trans-Pacific, at the China to Southeast or China and Southeast Asia importing into the U.S. West Coast. Now, if I was going to sum up what's going on with this lane in a few words, I'd say it's the can't get a GRI to stick no matter how hard the carriers try lane. And uh, currently, we're looking at a lane price average of $17.25 for a 40-foot container unit. Now, a few things to consider here. Remember, that rate, it's just for the ocean portion. It's not including any inland transportation. And also, that word I just mentioned, GRI, that stands for general rate increase. Now, technically, the word I said, it's down to $17.25, is not the right word. Uh, the rate's been stable for roughly two weeks right now, sitting right around that 1725 mark. But um, if you go back and you look at November 1st, we had a series of GRIs that attempted to kind of stick in the lane. And uh, we were seeing a cost of around $2,100 at the beginning of the month. Now, 
Again, we're down to 17.25 for that same shipment. Now, let's uh, run through all the lanes real fast, then we'll talk about some of the current events. So we're going to move right on from our Trans-Pacific over to our Transatlantic. Specifically, we're talking about importing from Europe into the U.S. East Coast. Right now, the ocean portion of this shipment, if you're moving a 40-foot container, has been right around, and not to affect all of our dyslexics out there, it's 1275, so 1275. Um, and that's per container. And now, believe it or not, we've also been seeing containers move for under $1,000, and that's per 40-foot unit. But I caution you, those situations are unique. They don't happen all the time. Definitely don't build your budgets around that number. So compared to the rest of all the major shipping lanes, our Europe to U.S. East Coast has been seeing the steadiest declines over the longest period of time. And quite frankly, you know, every time we've had a prediction on this lane or we didn't think this lane had room to drop further, it's proved us wrong. So with that, I am going to keep my predictions to myself on this one. But, um, you know, you probably have an idea of what I would say, given that fact. Now, to get an idea of the trend of this lane, let's go back to the beginning of September. Let's go back in the beginning of September, shipping into the U.S. East Coast from Europe was costing roughly 1400 a 40-foot equivalent unit, or FEU. Now, at the end of October, that 1400 was down to 1340 an FEU. And right now, sitting nearly at the beginning of December, we're looking at 1275 an FEU. Now, while this 60 to $75 decrease every 30 days on average might not seem like a lot, if you take that number and you really view it as a percentage of the total, you can really see we've been seeing consistent consecutive monthly drops of roughly 6%. And, you know, if that's not impressive, you need to remember a lot of things about this lane. First of all, you're shipping right now on this lane cheaper than it was in 2019. And that's not considering so many immense factors that should be raising the price of this lane. So, Consider all of those union battles we went through, particularly think of the ILWU, think of what was happening with the rail unions, and all of those new costs that are just on the balance sheet of shipping into these regions. Now, if you want to go even further, you've got to think about how the East Coast was whole, wholly unprepared for the massive amount of, amount of volumes that came in during the pandemic. And a lot of those terminals were substantially upgraded either onshore or the terminals themselves or dredging to make room for the larger ships. And you can bet a lot of those terminals are still paying for those upgrades right now. And on top of that, we saw some insane inflation over that time period. So if you consider right now a container is $12.75 coming from Europe into the U.S. East Coast, and that is cheaper than 2019, and all those factors aside, not including that equation, you, you really need to understand how unbelievably cheap that is. Um, I've talked about this in the past, but with that cost reduction comes some big concerns. When you're not, when these terminals aren't charging enough for shipping, you can bet what's going to happen is reductions in service. So right now, more than ever, if you're shipping into the U.S. East Coast, you've got to be close with your logistics partner because there's definitely ways to manage these situations. There's carrier strategies that can be used to make sure you're getting the best possible service. But if you're just looking for the cheapest rate right now, you're likely going to see some major issues. And I'll get into it in a minute, but we're also having equipment shortages again, which seems ludicrous. But again, if prices are too low, problems occur. Now, let's go 
onward to the final major shipping lane we like to talk about here, and that is our Suez Canal lane. We're particularly looking at that Southeast Asia and China going through to Europe lane, so Europe destinations. Right now, if you're booking a 40-foot container on vessels, um, we're basically paying around $1,200 for the ocean portion by itself. Now, this may seem like a bargain, and that is because it is. It really is an immense bargain. Um, the current rate was actually heavily influenced by a massive wave of general rate increases or GRIs that happened earlier. Um, they took hold on November 1st, and it took our rate averages all the way down they were down at $900 for that ocean portion all the way through. And they brought them all the way up to $1,330 per 40-foot equivalent unit. So, um, you know, the rate is slipping. You know, we're now down to $1,200 over the course of a month. So that's, what, $130 drop over the course of the month, about twice the rate of what's happening at the East Coast. But quite frankly, we thought it'd be slipping a lot faster because that's about a 40% increase in that rate's price overnight. And um, it's sticking more than we thought it would. Now, there are reasons for that. And honestly, going into some of the current events, I really don't think there's a better segue from those comments than to this. So uh, news is coming out about what's going to be happening on the Asia to Europe lane. So one thing that's interesting is despite these very, very low rates, it's actually been about 13% more volume in Q3 that's been traveling between Asia and Europe um, year over year. So that's pretty impressive. But the problem is this gap between supply and demand hasn't been stabilizing with that 13%. It's still widening. Um, and so it's been really pulling those prices down pretty aggress aggressively. So in an effort to combat this, ocean carriers on that Asia to Europe trade lane are going to be hitting the market with more than two rate increases in December in an urgent attempt to raise these prices with a goal of getting the prices stabilized or at least high enough before the annual contract talks come into effect. Um, you know, brace yourself. These price changes are going to be steep. Remember what I mentioned back in um, before November 1st, we were paying 900. After November 1st, we were paying 1330. As of this, as of technically last week, we were paying 1200. But Let's just fast forward to next week right now. On December 1st, carriers are going to be looking for rates between 1750 and 1800 in FEU. After December 15th, they're going to be pushing those rates up to 2000 to 2200 per FEU and 2700 to 2800 per FEU on the Asia to Mediterranean lane. So, as you can tell, it's going to be substantially higher than the last increases and um, they're going to be coming pretty consecutively back to back. So December 1st, you're going to be seeing rates between 1750 and 1800. And then December 15th, that number is all the way up to 2200 if you're going to Europe and 2800 if you're going to the Mediterranean. Um, so keep that in mind if you're shipping this lane right now. Remember, the volume has been increasing. There is just that disparity between supply and demand. And as Anthony and I have mentioned on previous shows, that disparity is going to continue. Now, Looking at the clock, we're going to continue. We're going to move forward right now. So back to the days of equipment availability issues. Like I mentioned earlier, you've got the ag shippers and they are blaming the weak Asia to U.S. trade. So ag shippers, they're basically pointing to an almost 17% decline in U.S. imports from Asia during the first 10 months of the year as the reasoning for these equipment issues. Um, containerized imports that move inland 
to population centers like Chicago, Dallas, Kansas City. They provide the boxes that are unloaded and repositioned that are eventually refilled with agricultural commodities. The issue is we're having a container shortage. Uh, now, in a statement from the Pacific Northwest Asia Shippers Association, and I'm going to paraphrase this, but essentially when Trans-Pacific carriers started increasing their blank sailings in August, and that was to keep those spot rates from collapsing, the community knew, specifically the ag shippers knew, that it would cause a domino effect that would eventually develop into a lack of containers into the U.S. interiors, you know, well, ag shippers. Now, um, and this has been happening, unfortunately. What What's going to happen as the result? We're not really sure yet. This is just starting to get talked about. So keep that in mind. We do have a massive container imbalance happening at the moment. Now, I do want to touch on one other big topic that came out. Um, actually, it's been talked about for a few weeks, but it's official as of the 27th. So the White House, they officially created a cabinet level supply chain council. Um, they just hold their, they just held their inaugural meeting on the 27th of November, which was earlier this week, obviously. And the Council of Supply Chain Resilience will convene nearly every member of the president's cabinet, bringing together more than a dozen of the nation's top federal officials directly involved in industrial policy. So it's going to be co-chaired by the National Security Advisor and the National Economic Advisor. There's a lot of other small teased changes that have been um, talked about with this announcement. But what we're going to do is we're going to go through all this via text because it gets kind of detailed. And I want to make sure we get through all the information today. Now, let's talk about the air markets. So Southeast Asia to U.S. air destinations this week were averaging a massive $9.93 per kilogram. And that's just shy of this year's all-time highs. Now, speaking of all-time highs, that number was just broken last week at $10.10 a kilo. And you're probably thinking like, holy, holy cow, what's going on here? That's pretty astonishing. And why is this happening? Some great questions. So overall, these increases have been driven by a few factors. Um, there was a pretty serious volume shift that happened out of Asian um, air terminals. And ultimately, a lot of other factors have prevented that freighter capacity to be repositioned effectively. So it's kind of driving rates up. So what are those factors that um, prevented air capacity to kind of be rebalanced? Um, a lot of things. So we've been having a ton of snow in Anchorage. It's been going on for a few weeks and it's really been limiting the capacity that can go there, go through there or be you know, deposited there. Um, on top of that, we have been having a serious instance of volcanoes and earthquakes. Um, they're happening at various places around the globe, but one place in particular I will talk about in a little bit. Um, and on top of those so why would a volcano affect air freight? So the volcanic ash is a hazard. And so it's going to either change flight plans or cancel or delay flights. So if they're happening all over the place, it really does have a uh, negative impact on air freight capacity. And then um, earthquakes also tend to be, you know, in alignment with, um, well, not getting into that. Anyway, so um, finally, we've got the global air restrictions around um, Ukraine and the Gaza Strip. So that's also changed some flight patterns and made it hard to reposition planes. So you got to consider all those things with that massive kind of leave of volume that left China's ports and then its inability to kind of re-equalize. Now, talking about those earthquakes, talking about those volcanoes, Iceland has been experiencing over a thousand thousands, 
quite frankly, of earthquakes over the past few weeks. And it's all thought of as a precursor to this volcano that's on the verge of eruption. And quite frankly, if you have not seen images of what's going on in Iceland right now, it is definitely worth a check out. It is completely unbelievable, quite frankly. Um, so make sure you go check that out and, uh, you know, keep those keep those individuals in your hearts and in your minds. Um, a lot of stuff going on this year, but 16 minutes and 18 seconds. That is our show for today. Thank you so much for joining us. New record low. We're going to push it lower and we're going to give you more facts in the same period. But I really appreciate everybody joining today. Um, thank you so much. And we'll talk to you guys next week.